How's everybody doing? Welcome to the second episode of season two of the Throw It Deep podcast. Uh, last show, we kind of talked about the NFC North and started to preview it a little bit, gave some gave some predictions, some some thoughts. And uh, this time we're going to keep it in the North and but switch over to the AFC this time to what I think is one of the more interesting divisions in the NFL. Yeah, I, I think this is definitely a lot less predictable than the NFC or the NFC North, and um, I think we have a lot more. We are, 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 if you didn't listen to the NFC North show, our uh, our predictions were actually pretty much exactly the same, and we kind of started to realize it's a pretty predictable cut and dry division. So I'm hoping we'll have a little bit more contention in this one. Yeah, um, we can get right into it. Where do you want to start? Let's start with my favorite team. You, you want to guess which one? Yeah, Cleveland Browns, because uh, oh, oh, I was going to say Bengals. Actually, oh really? Okay, then we can start. We can start the Bengals. The My favorite division is the Browns, but you can start the Bengals. Yeah, honestly, yeah. You know, I said it right before we started recording. I really like, just in terms of uh, you know personal biases, I really do like the Browns and I really like the Bengals. And both of us, at least, I really hate the Steelers and really hate the Ravens. That's you know been drilled into me as a Patriots. I guess for you as a Patriots fan, yeah, I I, I just don't like the current Steelers. I've always liked. I, I've oh, always liked. Who could? Yeah, uh, yeah. Besides not, but well, I'm gonna, you know, Najee Harris, but uh, you know, besides him, who could like the current Steelers? So, uh, yeah, I mean, as a Patriots fan, that's kind of been drilled into me. And the Bengals and Browns have never been, uh, never been a real threat to uh, to me in my 21 years as a Patriots fan. But uh, yeah, I mean, I. I, I like the Bengals a lot. I'm really excited. I'm really excited to see Joe Burrow come back because he was really fun to watch for the in- injury. He's got more weapons now. Um, that line is still shoddy, but yeah. So I guess that's about that's as good a place as any to start with the Bengals and kind of we spent plenty of time post draft talking about this, but probably be talking about this draft decision for the next decade, depending on what happens. Obviously, the Bengals. Chose- I'd like to think. I'd like to think both are going to pan out. Although, if, if if you know, you get no protection. I'm saying both Jamar and Penne will pan, pan out where they go. Except that if if there's going to be no protection, then yikes. well, I, I will say if one pans out and it's and not the other, I you know, and you you know that now, you you'd be pretty hard pressed to say it's it's Penne Sewell that's not going to pan out. You're you're saying that Penne wouldn't. No, I'm saying like okay, if you yeah. were told now, like, five years, even if the Lions do stink for the next 15 years, you can be judged. Exactly, that's my point. So, and you know, I, I I said it at the time. I I don't think at all it was a bad pick to go with Jamar Chase. He's he's pretty damn spectacular. When you look at their roster, and again, it's not a bad, it's not a bad pick, but like look look at the weapons Joe Burrow's got on this team. I mean, like Jamar Chase, Tyler Boyd, T Higgins. Like, all right, and obviously Joe mixing him out of the backfield. Pray guy that guy stays healthy because he's a baller. Um, so they definitely have weapons as long as, you know, he's got the protection. This could be a team that's finally starting to win some games, I think, maybe. Yeah, and I, I think, you know, pump the brakes on any kind of playoff talk, for, oh, no. for the, obviously, for the Bengals. Unless Joe Burrow comes out and is just like – Like, like Burrow was pretty damn great last year. And, uh, you know, it didn't automatically translate to win. You have to keep in mind he was – he took over a 1-15 roster – but, you know, you add in a T. Higgins, you add in now, obviously, Jamar Chase, and, you know, you have you have already in Tyler Boyd, you have those pieces on offense already. And, you know, they're not they're not horrible defensively by any means. No. And they lose a couple of pieces, if I'm not mistaken, 
Um, like Carl, Carl Davis and uh, well, Dunlap's been gone kind of since midseason last year. But yeah, no, I I I'm very excited to see the Bengals play. I, again, we were talking in our last episode how like maybe I again pump the brakes in the playoffs. The AFC is really really strong. We were talking in the last episode how like maybe you know Justin Fields can come in and win some games and they could surprise you. And we've seen what Joe Burrow can do. And if he can add on to what he what he was doing, I mean, you saw he had a good connection with Boyd and Higgins. Now you got Jamar Chase, who we saw two years ago and caught You know, they were probably the best connection I can remember in recent memory. Um, in college football, so yeah, and uh, you know, you I mean, you could make the argument about Mac Jones as well the following year, but you know, Joe Burrow with uh, with Jamar Chase at the helm played one of the most dominating seasons really in, in the history of college right. football. So I think they'll be interesting. You got you got anything on any anybody they lost or? Uh, I'm still trying to look, but I know there were a couple of defensive losses. I think mainly along along the front seven for uh, not not Carl Davis was a mistake, but um. Yeah, they they don't lose a ton, but uh, and they're they're pretty much the same the same team headed into uh, headed into twenty twenty one as they were in twenty twenty. Obviously, with with some improvements. Not a spectacular defense, but it's you know it's not. It, yeah, it's uh, it's certainly a fine. Uh, yeah, they were they were formidable last year. They uh, they signed Eli Apple and Shadobia Wuzie uh, this offseason. Yeah, I saw that. I mean, I'm not the biggest fan of Eli Apple. I'm- or Chidobia Wuzier. Yeah, I mean, and they I mean they, they bring in Riley Reef to uh to play right tackle along with uh with Jonah Williams on the left side, and then you draft Jackson Carmen, who's gonna switch over to guard, I guess it was. Um so yeah, you're definitely I think in a better in a better situation than you were than you were into last year. Yeah, Jonathan Joseph retired as well, so that's another loss. And I, yeah, I don't know. I, I, I think they're going to be an interesting team to watch. We'll see how Zach Taylor um, does. Zach Taylor's got to got to start winning some ball games with this yeah. team. I think. Uh, I, I think that they'll be. I think what is this year two or three? I want to say this is year three now. For yeah, some. I believe it is year three. So. And you know, I I think he has. Not sure about in that building, but I think around the league he certainly has a lot of doubters, and you know he doesn't have he doesn't have a one in fifteen roster anymore. It's time to start. No, making absolutely not, especially with that offense. What do you think would be a successful season for the Bengals this year? In terms of wins, yeah, seven or eight. That's like oh, six. I mean, what were they last year before? Uh, they were what four and twelve last year. Three, so. And uh, no, I mean they they were pretty good before before. I'm not pretty good, but like you know they were on pace to win like five or six with if Burrow had stayed healthy all year. That's why I'm, that's why that's where seven seven or eight wins comes from to for me to or eleven and one. Why do I why do I know that they had the one? Oh, so the, the, yeah, yeah, I remember that. That and, game uh, drove me nuts. Yeah, so. You know, you won four games. What week did Burrow get hurt? It was like week 10, 11, 12, something like that. It was and, somewhere right in the middle of the season, yeah. And then and then you limped to the finish with, you know, Ryan Finley. So, yeah, he was uh, terrible. And they did get a couple – oh, one of my favorite games of last year was when they beat the um, Steelers. Yeah. That was great. That was what, the Monday night game? And you know what? We talk about that defense, and we also talked about in the last episode that it's not always names on defense. It's kind of the culture – 
and they wanted the win. So, you know, maybe Zach Taylor is instilling a decent culture. I mean, if they go seven and 10 this year, like you, like that's improvement. That's absolutely improvement. You know, Zach Taylor, I feel like is one of those, I, I know nothing about Zach Taylor. He's kind of just like the head coach of the Bengals and, uh, and we'll, we'll see if he continues to be the head coach of the Bengals, but I mean, it does seem like we, we're, we're very, um, aware that the Bengals don't love to uh, move on from their coaches regardless of the success. Yeah, that's like, that's the weird thing. So like, but you know, say Burrow's healthy all year and the, and they win three or four games. I, I don't see how you bring back Zach Taylor at that point. Oh, if they went, if they go three and 14, no, he's got to be gone. He's got to be gone. So, but I don't think they're going to go three and 14. I don't think so either. I think, I think seven and 10 or best case scenario, eight and nine. I, I would put him in the five to seven win range, probably. I think that's probably the most likely. I, five, I, like five might be their floor. Five might realistically be their floor. They, uh, like, the, how could they won four last year? I, like, they're better. They're I, better, and hopefully uh, Silvero can stay healthy. You know, I'm, I'm sounding like a little bit of a simpleton here, but you win four games last year, I, you're better this year. I, I'm thinking you're going to win more than – I, if you win four games this year, it's inexcusable. Unless Joe Burrow tears his ACL again week and one. Then, whoa, my lord, bulls. one got ruined knees, and then two, you screwed up by not drafting Penny. And like, ooh. that would that'd be, be yeah. that'd be a huge yikes. But the Bengals' history has been yikes. So I think they're going to be okay. I mean, I think the offense. I think they're going to be a formidable team. I don't think they're going to be a pushover at all. Jonah Williams, uh, you know, he's going to continue to develop into one of the better tackles in the league. And then Riley Reef on the other side. And again, you, you draft Jackson Carmen from Clemson in the second round. Like that's the, you know, that's two new additions to your offensive line that, you know, obviously was pretty damn atrocious last year. So, and you know, you make a number one pick investment in a franchise guy. So I can understand why people even still to this day are upset that they took Jamar chase over Panay Sewell, but I don't know. I think once we see Jamar Chase on the field, Bengals fans are going to be singing a different tune. He is just so good. I think that this is probably the most exciting Bengals team you've had since like a 2015. Like since um, like they were making the playoffs with Andy Dalton, certainly. Since like the perfect game. Like, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I believe that was 2015. Yeah. You know who started that game? The quarterback? Yeah. It wasn't Andy Dalton, if I'm not mistaken. Was it? Um, don't tell me. It was A.J. McCarron, was it? It was A.J. McCarron, baby. It was, it was good. I, 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 he was good for a little while. He was kind of like, oh, like if you need a quarterback, trade for AJ McCarron, maybe. And I guess that hasn't started a game before or since then, if I'm not mistaken, which kind of sucks. Hasn't played a game. I, I know he was the best. That's I, I can't believe. Certainly that. hasn't started a game. I don't that I know of. I know he was the backup in Houston for a little bit, right? Yeah. Which so, is, okay. Right now he's he the backup in um, in Atlanta. Like not to get get real quick sidetrack. Um, oh yeah, I forgot he went to Atlanta. Who who was even in line to start for for Houston? Assuming Deshaun Watson's not on the field, Tara Taylor. Uh, yeah, God, you know, <laughs> it's hard to keep up with Tarot Taylor. Is yeah. Uh, I yeah. like Tarot. I, I I remember I was a freshman and I was walking around the dorms, and for whatever reason, these people I don't even know. As I, I talk about a sidetrack. We, it was like week one, and I and everybody was someone was wearing a Baker jersey, and I said something, and they were like, "No, Tyrod's trash." Baker, I, like, Tyrod Taylor was a good quarterback in Buffalo, and like fine. I mean, I I don't. He's just that that journeyman at this point. That you know, he's the oh Tyrod Taylor's out there. I guess we'll we'll plug him in since we have a need at quarterback. So that's uh that's, that's and then he's gonna lose his job 
inevitably. So now, now I, both, I, I, I'm not both, sure this year will be Polo's job, but we'll both see. Both of the first two shows of season two have mentioned Tyrod Taylor a little bit too much for my liking. But, you know, what do you Without do? even covering the Texans. Without even remotely talking about the Texans. We'll get to the Texans when we talk about the, the AFC South. But anyway, let's get back on track. But, yeah, Bengals, I'm thinking I'm thinking seven wins is uh, is very – very doable for them this year. Seven and 10, I think would be a pretty successful season for them. Yeah. I, I, I'm not going to say they're going to reach that, but I'm not going to say it's um, unattainable. I mean, I think Joe Burrow's got that kind of personality where he doesn't want to lose. I think after maybe not this year, but maybe the year after or the year after that, you're going to, you, you could see the, given his case health, you could see the Bengals becoming a, you know, a, a respectable team. I think they're, not a contender in the division this Not year, but if, if they continue to take steps and I like if like if they have that seven and ten season this year that I think they are capable of having, I think twenty twenty two you're looking at forward. them as legitimate contender in the AFC North. It's a great step forward. So I mean not, you know, I, I don't expect huge things from the Bengals this year, but I would love to keep seeing them make steps forward. And you know, if they can avoid a last place finish in the division, that 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 would be a that would be really great for them. Hey, hey, and they got a good looking new uniforms as well. So I, I do. I am a big fan of the Bengals new uniforms as well. But so we'll we'll move on from from them and I guess uh, transition to the other the other team that we both like in, in the AFC North and the Cleveland. Brown. I think this team is uh, they they're, they're, they could they could be something special this year. I'll be honest. I think the Browns they're Super Bowl are. contenders. I, yeah. I don't I don't have an issue saying that at all. Uh, you know they were. I think there's there's kind of that upper echelon team in the NFL, and they're like right behind it. And like, look, they almost beat the Chiefs. They almost beat the Chiefs. That's what I'm saying. I mean, they're they were the worst rule in sports away. I'm talking about the touchback through the back of the end zone. They were the worst rule in sports away, maybe from potentially like, I don't want to say beating the Chiefs, but damn, like, I mean, it would have been a damn good game. That's and like you know, if that's a touchback instead of a touchback. You might be looking at the Cleveland Browns in the AFC Championship like, against the Bulls. I believe we're looking at year four, but yeah, because I was a freshman talking about it. I'm getting old. We're looking at year four Baker Mayfield now. Yeah. Which and, is kind uh, of bizarre. Yeah. He's in year four. It is weird. And uh, which, which means we're also year four for another quarterback in the AFC North, which we will get to. When we oh, talk yeah, about, yeah. We'll talk about his team. So, you know, the, the never-ending uh, – you know, they were taken in the same class. One was drafted first overall, one was drafted 31st overall, and they're in the same division. 30, 31 or the other. It might have yeah. been 32nd. End of the first round. End of the first round. And, uh, you know, obviously you're going to see those two guys being compared for the rest of time. The rest of their careers. I mean, and uh, – <laughs> But I do think that uh, I do think that the one in Cleveland is uh, I would rather have him, and that might be you know some people are going to say that's a that's a blasphemous take. I really just don't think I Baker Baker Baker's I, my favorite quarterback in this division. I, I I fully agree, and I just don't understand the level of of. Uh, and I mean, I can understand if you don't like week, Baker. Before week ten of last season, I would have went Lamar Jackson. And Agreed. I Agreed. Baker over last season specifically matured so much as a quarterback. I don't know. I forget him as a as a quarterback. And they yeah, still that's him a lot. I, when when they played the Eagles, Baker was kind of like he he was making plays when he had to, but like when he had to, and like we were terrible last year. So 
Yeah, uh, and, you know, you brought up the personality thing. That's what, you know, when I was about to say, you know, I can understand why why someone wouldn't like Baker Mayfield, the the person, as, like, you know, his personality or whatever. You you want to dislike that, fine. But I just don't understand the level of, of uh, flack that gets thrown his way as a quarterback. I mean, he was damn good last year. He was Again, really, especially over the second half of last year. Like, uh, he got that so much. I mean, is that what you want? Yes, Cleveland had – without a doubt, the best running game in the league last year. And Kevin Stefanski has instituted and built an offense around a running game that, that you know, they live and die by, by running the ball. They, they kind of moved away from that for a second. But it's like, you know, they were winning games that and way. They were, but it, it was playing damn well. Well, there was one, I mean, there was one stretch during, during the season, probably like, week seven to 11 or so where Cleveland had <laughs> Cleveland had like five home games in a row and it just monsooned in every single one of them. And they just kept we were, winning. I believe we were one of those games. I yeah. By running, by just running the ball, you know, 45 times a game. And you know, if that that's, that's going to win you games when you have Nick Chubb and Kareem Hunt on, on your offense, but you brought up like week 10 and on, it seemed like Baker was just on his shit every single week. He was starting Remember I mean, that Titans game. Yeah, they just, and that became a that was, that was probably one of the best games of the season. That aside, they blew him out of the water in the first half. And that, and correct me if I'm wrong, but Baker was I, I can look at the, I'm right on the other page right now. Baker was balling that game. Yeah, I'd have to look at the numbers, but it just seemed like it seemed like he got more accurate as the season went on, and and you know it, it got to a point in the playoffs. I'm thinking. Wow, like this guy. Yeah, he was. I'm trusting him to make every throw. He just he he, he eats. I think he's by far. You I, I you I don't know how you couldn't argue. You want to talk Baker? You want to say you'd rather have Lamar Jackson than Baker? Fine. I don't know how anyone could argue that Lamar Jackson's a better thrower of the football. Well, no, he's more not. accurate than than no. Baker Mayfield. I don't think anyone you you you'd be hard pressed to find someone who would make that argument. No, he's not. No. Yeah, 25 for 33, 334 yards, four touchdowns. No yeah, it's probably one of his best games of the year. Yeah, career. But um, against a really good team. So, I mean, that's fair enough against, against a team that couldn't get to the, couldn't rush the passer to save their life. But, no. I mean, you know, so he certainly and had all day to save. Someone who kind of flopped on that team, but I think is going to have a lot of fun on this defense. Davion Clowney is lining up on the other side of Miles Garrett. Like, that, yeah. that's. Say which those are two in the last five. I probably might might even be 2015. I mean, I got like time's going by so quick. No, it wasn't. That was James. I believe Clowney was 2016 or 14. But it doesn't matter. I think the last 14. Yeah, you're right. Um, again, the two of them running at you like good, good. I love the Browns defense so much. Good luck. Good luck. I mean, they signed uh, who was it? Uh, from from the Rams safety. Um, one of their one Johnson. of their John Johnson. Yes, John Johnson. I mean Denzel Ward. They they just have a bunch of guys. Williams. Yeah, they. Uh, I I really really love that defense. And you yeah. know the offense. I mean, if Baker continues to get better, the sky's the limit for that offense. You do have a uh, Odell coming back, which might uh, might be a detractor for Baker. I, I don't know. Do you buy into that well, narrative? Was it or worse? That, that, that was a thing. You're 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 unlocking that thought for me. That was the thing. He like kind of got better. He got at, a lot better is, after Odell got hurt. That, that is not. You think I, there's no, there's no way that's related. There's no way he's the best receiver on. Eh, he's a, he's a great he's a great player. I don't know who you think better. Uh, 
I mean, the apparently uh, Donovan Peoples-Jones, who was pretty solid as a rookie for them last year, has been just absolutely dominant. I've been a Peoples-Jones guy since his days at Michigan. Like, uh, By the way, I believe I was just randomly looking at recruiting class. I mean, again, we've been talking about football. I love every sport, but it's not football. I was randomly looking at recruiting classes. I believe he was, like, at the top of his class. So he's always been a really talented kid. And, like, so th- and then – also with Higgins, like that's. I mean, it's. I just, I really, I really like the Browns. I, I, I love like the Browns team. Rashard, Rashard Higgins is actually one of my, uh, one of my favorite players in the. I, he was a restricted free agent, I believe, this year. I really wanted the Patriots to to take a look at him. You get a guy like Kendrick Bourne in there instead, who's you know. I'd rather have Higgins and Aguilar. We'll, we'll talk I, about. I we'll talk about how I feel about Aguilar and this team. By the he, way, you, another guy has been dominating. As an Eagles fan, I do not have the take that you would think I would about Nelson Aguilar. We'll get into that, but um, we got plenty of time to talk about the East divisions. But um, um yeah, Aguilar, those, remember those will probably yeah. be the longest two episodes. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. Probably. we'll probably just preface that now. But yeah, I mean, so you got Richard Higgins, you got Donovan Peoples Jones, you still have Jarvis Landry. You still have Austin Hooper and David Njoku. So, I, you know, obviously Kareem Hunt and, uh, and Nick Chubb aren't going anywhere. Nick Chubb just signed an extension. I really love what the Browns bring on both sides of the ball. Yeah, me too. I, I think this is um, – I don't want to get into predictions. This is my clear-cut favorite for the division. Um, I would agree, and I'm thinking, like, anything less than – I don't think there's – Anything really, less than 11 wins is a bust. I agree. I think this team is capable of winning 12 or 13 games without – I agree. I agree. I love, you know, they have – And I love Stefanski, who who me uh, – a lot of people were looking at as like, hmm, like that's your hire? Um, yeah, he got that – They he got won Peter, so. He was uh, – that was a spectacular hire, clearly. And uh, uh, I don't know. I, going back to the Odell thing real quick before we talk about the Ravens and Steelers, like I don't really buy into, into that narrative that it's possible that – how? how? How could it be possible? I mean, the only, the only. Don't, okay, go and I'll tell you what I think. The only I thing. mean, the only thing that remotely makes sense there is like kind of staring down Odell and feeling like you have to get the ball to Odell if I, he's yeah, he's going to be upset if he's not getting his targets. And then Odell is out. You can spread the ball out to Rashard Higgins to a to a Donovan Peoples Jones. I mean, every, all those guys got better once Odell went out. And again, you know, I, I think it's dumb to sit here and say that oh they're better without. I Odell. think if this was twenty fifteen. I would agree with that. I think Odell has matured. I think he just wants to win. I, I, from from all by all accounts, there haven't been any major issues like uh, in terms like Odell, the Devo wide receiver. There haven't there hasn't really kind been. of moved on from that a little bit. It seems like that's not really him anymore, which is all which is good to see. You like Great, to see absolutely. guy maturing like I that. hated him when he was here, but yeah, I mean, I did too. No, but, I don't. I mean, I, he's also not in my division or conference, but I mean, I yeah, it's or tearing it up. Well, yeah, that's that's my point. So, I mean, if I'm the Browns, honestly, I would I would heavily still consider trading Odell Beckham just because, like, if he has another bust for him, and like, okay, look at their I, I when we've been talking about it, each each game, I just have every depth chart up because you know, I I I I'm not a machine. Um, take him out of that team. That's still like you have three great. Like, that's what I'm saying. Like, I, I think they really should give some, you know, obviously you gave up a lot to get him. If he has another bust of a season, his trade value plummets to approximately zero. Yeah, so I, if, if there's a time to get rid of him, it, 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 it seems like right now would be, would be 
I mean, this is heading into his third year. I do think he'll be productive this year for them. And I think he'll be solid, but he's not, he's not pretty clearly. He's not that like top five receiver that they gave up a first and a third round pick and Jabril peppers for. And uh, so, I mean, I don't know, man, if you could get like, I'm thinking you could get like a second or a third for Odell probably at this point. Probably just that. And I, I, I would like to believe that, and if they do, and and they kind of did after Odell went out, but I'd like to believe that they can kind of take the Bucks approach where it's like, we don't care who the hell you are, but we're going to get you the ball if you're open, you know, or we're going to drop a play for you. Like Tyler Johnson were great players, but you also have Antonio Brown, Chris Godwin, and Mike Evans on that team. Well, you have Jar- Fair enough, but that's a lot easier to uh, – to kind of get guys to buy into when you have Tom Brady throwing you the ball versus Baker Mayfield, you know, and very different um, dynamics. We're, we're both we both like Baker Mayfield, but he, he, he ain't winning over any locker room the way Tom Brady ever ever. So, like, I don't know if I if I was was uh was the general manager of the Browns, I I would certainly give some some consideration. I don't know if guys are teams are still calling on Odell. I don't know how hot that trade market is still. I really, it's honestly, there's a chance that he's not, that no one's biting for more than like a fourth round pick for him at this point. So if that's the case, I think if you that's probably the case. Um, I will go, I will find Howie Roseman's phone number and I will, whatever I can do, I will, I will camp out in the woods by his house. I don't care. Cause we, Lord knows we need wide receiver help. I mean, but I don't think that's the case. There's I mean, no way if, if it is the case that, that no teams well, willing, that, well, maybe they don't want to get rid of him. So that's what I'm saying. Like, if you can't get more, if you can't get like a second rounder, or maybe a third rounder, or maybe a third and a fifth or something like that. For him. if you can't get that, then I think you probably just keep him. Because, but uh, you know, if if you can get a second rounder for him, then then I see no reason to uh, to not deal him because. I mean, like we said, you know, Baker was not not that I think Odell is the reason, but Baker did. He was pretty damn great without without Odell, and you still have really talented guys like like uh, Peoples Jones and uh, and Rashard Higgins and Jarvis Lane. I just don't. I I just I don't think there's a correlation, and if there's not a market for him, I I think the best. Uh, let's be honest. I think at this point, the best you're going to get for him is probably a third. I would agree. So unless I he think, has a breakout season, and then why do you want to trade? So I, I, I think uh, unless he wants out, which I doubt, uh, there's hardly any scenarios or situations in the league better than the Cleveland Browns. So I don't think. Yeah, I'd love to see him really return to, to, uh, to elite form this year. But I mean, we'll see. We'll see if it happened. But again, Odell or no Odell, I, I think that the Browns are the favorite in this division. Yeah, I agree. You want to uh, move to? Yeah, so let's uh, let's uh, talk about. Last year's uh, division winner for the AFC North, and uh, actually, no, no, not like I, I guess. Wait, did did the Ravens or the Steelers win that division? Quite literally, I can't remember. No, because they literally the Steelers started eleven and zero, and then they lost. Yeah, like, and then they had to play a road playoff game in Cleveland. So the. Uh, <laughs> If I'm not, or no, Cleveland, Cleveland went into Pittsburgh. I, 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 but you're right. Cleveland 100% went into Pittsburgh and they stunned them and scored like yes. right away twice. Yes. Anyway, yeah. anyway, so let's, let's, talk about the, let's talk about the Steelers, but uh, we'll start, we'll, we'll start with them. So, I hate this team. Yeah. Yeah. I do too. Um, it's an interesting quarterback room. I'm, again, I'm pulling up the depth chart and I know who's there, but I'm just looking at it. 
I mean, Mason Rudolph proves that he can play in this league. He's not great. I mean, Big Ben's Big Ben. I, to me, and I made this point on probably, I don't know what that, sometime on the show. Why are you bringing back Big Ben? Yeah. This isn't baseball where you can, you know, have a retirement tour for, you know, Chipper Jones when he's over the hill. This is your quarterback. We were both in agreement kind of like midway. What is he doing here? And Uh, I feel like every year for the past three years, I'm having a little, little, you know, uh, emotional. I'm getting hyped up over this. (laughs) Why Big Ben over the past three years, every offseason, oh, you know, he's in the best shape he's ever been in. You know, he's been – He's been doing this new program. Trust me, Big Ben is, and then he just he, no. Yeah, I, man, I, you know when I when I commented earlier when we were talking about the Bengals that you know it would be awesome for them if potentially they could not finish last in this division. The Steelers are the one team that I think it's you know everything has to go wrong no for way them. the Browns and the Ravens finish last unless either Lamar. Yeah, that's yeah, it's impossible for the Browns and Ravens. Even if Lamar goes Ravens. down, I mean RG three is like. You know, I, 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 I think they'll be, you know, second or third. The, the Browns and Ravens are not finishing last in the division pretty much no matter what. So um, with that being said, I, you know, everything would have to go wrong for Pittsburgh, but I don't think that's that impossible. No, I don't. I, and I, and I said it on our, on our first episode of this little series, I believe the same, it's the same thing with the Vikings to me with this team. They're talented. And like they, they got a player both both of us love, and I think he's gonna. Be, I mean, Najee's gonna be really fun to watch. It's gonna be better to watch the Steelers this year to me than last year because just because for him alone. But th- they're a really talented team, and they were eleven and five last year. Started the season eleven and zero. Um, they're like a ticking time bomb. They could either turn it up or they could just. They just. Big Ben stinks at this point. Big, he's, he's, like, like, Big Ben stinks. He's like and, and, and like I know people who are Steelers fans are like, don't worry, Dwayne Haskins. Dwayne Haskins is is I mean, we'll do you, hey, want, um, you want Dwayne Haskins as your starting? We got 15 minutes to see what Dwayne Haskins is about to do. We're recording this on August 5th, and that's um the Hall of Fame day. So we're we're 15 minutes away to see what Dwayne Haskins. Well, actually, apparently he has been performing pretty well in camp, from what I've heard. Actually, I mean he's always been talented. He's just kind of you know, Dwayne Haskins. <laughs> so yeah, I mean, is do you think there's any situation where we like bar like obviously, certainly we've uh, we've seen and probably will continue to see Big Ben get injured and miss games, but barring a Big Ben injury, do you think there's any situation where we see Big Ben get benched and for Dwayne Haskins? I, well, I think there's a situation we see Big Ben get benched if he's just absolutely terrible, which, like, is not out of the equation at all. Is it going to be Dwayne Haskins, though? It's him or Mason Rudolph, right? And then Dobbs is still on that roster, though we were talking in the last episode. I like the Bears. Would, they're, not, they're not keeping all four. They're uh, not keeping all four. Certainly, he'll probably be released. So, I don't know. Like, Dep- it depends it, on the way what Mason Rudolph can do. It, it, if it, there's a situation where Big Ben gets benched, it's not going to be Mason Rudolph. Come, it's no, because be- you want to see what Dwayne Haskins can do because you know he's really talented. We know he's Mason Rudolph. Mason, most punchable face on the planet, Rudolph. We've seen, we've seen what he can do. 
Yeah. And it's not much. So <laughs> I hope we never have to see Mason Rudolph start another NFL game. So, it's just like, talk about boring. Yeah. So, I mean. Like, like the, the NFL is my favorite thing in the world. And you're and Mason Rudolph is just like, you're really making it hard for me to love this right now, man. <laughs> <laughs> do, let's, let's do keep in mind the, the Steelers do have, you know, probably what, a top 10 defense in the league? Oh, yeah. We haven't even talked about their defense. I mean. They did. But people, I disagree with this take, but a lot of people think T.J. Watt got uh, robbed of Defensive Player of the Year, and it doesn't stop there. I mean, they uh, they have a great defense. Who actually won? Uh, was it Aaron Donald? Well, it was Aaron Donald because, and, there, and I'll and I'll say right now, there isn't Aaron Donald won Defensive Player of the Year is because you literally need to use a quarter of your offense to stop him. Yeah, and yeah, T.J. If you don't, he will run you over and make every tackle in the back. Interesting like, now to see uh, T.J. Watt. You know, obviously. He's kind of had a, a Bud Dupree on, on the other side of him for his whole career. And another, uh, maybe not quite elite, but really, really, really solid player on, on, the, on the opposite of the edge. So it'll be interesting to see kind of how he handles being their only like serious edge rushing elite talent threat. I mean, you also you have a guy in, on the interior like Stefan Tuitt. And uh, you know the Steelers have a lot. Never like. go anywhere, yeah. Steelers have a lot to like on defense. Uh, you know, Especially, I love that secondary too. Talk about it, Terrell Edmonds, Minka coming into a leave year four now. If I'm not mistaken, they still have Joe Hayden. They do. I mean, Joe Hayden's been around since you know. It's unbelievable to me that he's still like in the league starting and like playing and still playing well. Yeah, crazy. But uh, yeah, I mean, I, that defense is gonna. You know, we saw it. The year Big Ben was out, the first year he was injured, and, and we actually had to watch Mason Rudolph. You know that defense is going to win you seven or eight games. Yeah, I mean, again, I I I think this is a team that could fall apart, man. I don't know. I don't know. I can't. How like, far can they fall apart? They're still really talented, and, and hate on them all you want. I mean, Juju Smith's used to. Yeah, like, I mean, he's yeah. a hardworking kid. People don't. I mean, the dancing stuff will distract from the fact that he's a great. He's a great blocker. I mean. He's a hard-nosed guy. Um, you got Claypool. I hate, Chase, yeah, I hate Chase Claypool so much, but same thing. I mean, I mean, they're they're solid players. There's not but really when they put the phone down. They're yeah, they're solid players. I mean, let's let's do keep in mind the fact that uh, you know, yes, when the year without Big Ben, we kind of we kind of saw that defense damn near carry him to a wild card spot with Mason Rudolph. But you know, let's also remember the fact that yes, they did the wheels completely did fall off, but. This was a team that was eleven and zero to start. You know that doesn't. But that entire eleven and zero was like, well, like, I mean, it was certainly like everyone a, around the league was like, come on. No one thought they were as good as an eleven and zero team, but that doesn't. You know, you aren't just you don't win eleven games in a row as a bad team. That's no. possible in the NFL. So no. I don't know. I, I'm I, thinking, and I was ready to come in here and be and, and tell tell you they're you know we're going to win seven games, and that's probably just not the case. Like I think they have the widest range. Of they anything. do. Uh, I. I. But I would still say, like, at the absolute worst, like Big Ben comes out there and plays like a fifty-year-old man that he looks like, like, and like the worst has and comes in and stuff. Yeah. Then, still, like, maybe the win next game because that defense is that good. I have a really, really, really hard time seeing. Like, and I said this about the you know, again when I brought up the Bengals and that the Steelers could be the only team that could finish below them. Chances are it's not everything would have to fall apart for that to happen. Everything would have to fall apart. And it could. That's what I'm saying. And it could. That's why uh, I said they have the widest range. You know, I could 
wouldn't be shocked if they go six and 11, but you know, I wouldn't be shocked if they go 11 and six either. No, and and I, I think the latter's um, the 11 and six option is the uh, more probably more likely. Yeah. Uh, if I were to, you know, I, 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 again, widest range. So I'll, I'll take like roughly the middle of it. I think eight or nine wins for the Steelers. I, I, I would, I would agree. Although I kind of disagree because that's like our average. And I think it's going one or two, one or two ways. Fair I enough. I mean, I don't know. Not like, Najee, uh, Najee, if, if he's the greatest that, thing. That's another thing. That's a, like people like running backs are undervalued in this league because they're expendable and they have a short, they have a short shelf life, but they come in and they make an impact. And I think if you're looking at five years ago and Ezekiel Elliott got drafted fourth overall, you put Najee Harris in that draft. Like he could pick, that's a, that's a top 10 talent, hundred percent. Najee's really awesome. Though. He's that's really, really, time. really good. And I, he's going to be a game changer. Player. He's you know pretty crazy guy. too. Um, James Conner, who moved on to Arizona, fell off the wayside. I was a big James Conner guy. Um, no, man, to... It's and we'll see it with. It's going to be interesting with Najee this year because they uh, they do not have a good offensive line by any. No, point. but I mean he's going to be playing all over the place. I mean, surely, surely he'll be. You know, I I just don't know how. It's another weapon for Big Ben. I think that's going to help him out a lot. Yeah, I mean, especially at this point in Big Ben's career when he's right. probably becoming checked down guys. So, yeah, I mean, I just don't know how effectively they'll be able to to run the ball with, with such a, a Swiss cheese of an offensive line. But, uh, you know, a revolving door, if you will. But, uh, yeah, I, I think Najee will get his. I think he's going to make a huge impact in the passing game. And, you know, they're, like, we, like we said about the Vikings, like they're too talented to be, you know, horrible. Right, talent. even just on defense, and th- and that's that's what separates a team like this from the Vikings, where I, where I could see them like completely falling apart. Again, they, the, the Vikings have a better offense, but I mean, defense, little, you know, can can pull you out of some games, and uh, the Steelers have fantastic defense. So yeah, wide range there could see very it wide range could see it going either way. Don't think it's going in the middle though. We'll uh, we'll we'll transition to to the final team in that division here, and this is the one where. Uh, I think maybe our opinions can differ from 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 the rest of the rest of football media with uh, with the Ravens and Lamar Jackson. Uh, I'll let you go first. I mean, they got a lot better. The Ravens. Did okay. Better. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Then maybe we won't. That I I think they're a better team than they were last year. Hundred percent. Who all? Who all? Who are all these additions they brought in? I mean, Rashad Bateman and and Sammy Watkins off the bat. Like that's like and second year J.K. Dobbins. Like well, yeah, we're talking about the offense. They got a lot better on defense as well, though, too. With uh, if I'm not Wyatt Campbell's in there now. Yeah, and, uh, you know Yannick. Second year Patrick Queen. And uh, yeah, second year pa- Patrick Queen. Obviously, Marlon Humphrey is going to continue to be Marlon Humphrey. Smith is really they uh, they kind of rang the Steelers dry a little bit. Damn. Yeah, they have uh yeah. I mean the Steelers. I just don't know. <laughs> I think there's a clear two best teams in this division, and it's the Browns and the Ravens. Like, obvious. Like, that's not even up for debate. Yeah. I, I, I think this – oh, Justin Houston, too. Don't forget about that. I've read that. That was uh, an addition like a week or two ago. So Yeah. Uh, yeah. Uh, this is a good – this is a damn good team. I think it's going to be between them and the Browns to win this division. I think the clear-cut favorite to me is the Browns, to me. I think the media would make it a little more in between. Not even the media. I think everybody else would kind of make it a little more in between. 
I think I, I think that's there's going to be a game probably to decide those two teams. I I no, I, no, I, I came into this one thinking like I was going to just absolutely say the Browns are the clear cut favorite. No one else has that much of a shot, but I'm starting to I'm starting to differ on that a little bit. The Ravens are are really really good. Yeah, yeah. I I, I will say it right now. Both of these teams are definitely going to make the playoffs. Yes. Barring anything, and, uh, you know. Barring anything very, very strange, both those teams will be in the playoffs. Certainly. Yeah. Um, so, oh, I, I, I said um, RG3 is Walmart um, Lamar Jackson. He's not even on the team anymore. I didn't know that. Our, oh, he's going to ESPN, actually. He's, like, doing broadcasting. You didn't know – you didn't hear about any of that? Yeah, no, RG3, this went way RG, over my head. RG3 is uh, – Is he, like, a college football broadcaster? That'd be really I don't cool. know what he's going to do. I, like, read some ridiculous-sounding – report uh like a few weeks ago that cbs and nbc were in a bidding war for rg3 and like who and like he like i could see that though I, I could see that though but he's uh he's signed- awesome actually no i love that for him yeah no it's great i i actually saw it i think yesterday he signed with espn and there's some caveat in his deal where if a team calls he like has an easy out to, and then you know to potentially come back to espn so I don't know that's if he, so I mean, awesome. I, I, it's so awesome for RG three. I think he'll probably be a part of what Monday Night Football coverage. I would assume. Um, is I mean, it the NFL or is it college? I would assume they have to be on game day or something. Uh, uh, on game day, but like kind of like a Tim Tebow role. I would have to assume it's probably more NFL. But uh, yeah, that uh, no, you're right. yeah, you're right. He's uh, he's joining as a college football. Well, player. I would just think he's a college yeah, the, the guy. The, the highlight of his career is his days at Baylor. The first article on uh, <laughs> from New York Post: Robert Griffin III chooses ESPN after bidding war. So that's I guess crazy. I guess he really did blow away some executives, and uh, that's awesome. I, I I look forward to seeing RG three give some analysis. I agree. But uh, anyway, back to the back to the Ravens. The guy is not even on their team anymore. Um, hey, Lamar goes down, Tracy Sorley, and that's that's the thing about Lamar Jackson. He's um been a, he's so shifty, and he's been able to. Let's talk. I mean, let's, let's stay let's away from taking dancing. some of those hits. But if he let's does, stop dancing it. around it. Let's let's talk about Lamar Jackson. Well, uh, neither of us are very high on him as a thrower, but he's a great football player, and, he, and he's proven that he can win many, many games in this league. So this I'm, is kind of. I think this is the biggest year. This is what now we said for Baker and him both. Now year four, obviously huge, huge, huge years for both. I mean Lamar especially though, because Lamar, we've. You know, me and you included in this. He's been questioned as a thrower for so long, and you've he- you've heard from Ravens fans and everyone else alike and Lamar defenders that he has no one to throw to. Okay, you draft Rashad Bateman and you bring in Sammy Watkins. Those are two. Apparently, Bateman's been pretty spectacular in camp. By the way, I think he's. I'm I'm not surprised at all. I think he's gonna be a really good player, but not surprised. Now, I mean, he still has played in Minnesota football. Like he was, or um, even if he didn't, if you followed the draft, you saw his highlights. He's he's a beast. You still have an elite tight end in Mark. Andrews. I love Mark Andrews. I think he's very underrated. You think uh, you got second year of J.K. Dobbins is going to continue to get better. So. I don't know. There's a lot to like about the Ravens this year, certainly. But Lamar's got to got to show more as a passer. Lamar, this, this is this is the bit. This is this is the maker. I mean, uh, he's he's going to be their quarterback for years uh, unless he gets yeah, hurt. No matter what, no matter what. But this is what's really going to tell us: is this guy special or is this guy? 
you know, I don't know. I I, I can see him honestly, and uh, the comparisons are like just like way too easy. But if you look at Michael Vick's career, he never really like he never really won much. And um, this is this I, is Lamar's chance to kind of overtake him as and as a legacy. This window, Robert, the window uh, for the Ravens this year is wide, wide, wide open. Yeah, and uh, and I think. This I mean, roster is filthy. It's only year four, but they have a stacked roster. It's like it comes down to whether Lamar can can get it done when it because they're gonna make the playoffs. They're gonna be awesome in the regular season, pretty much guaranteed. And uh, I'd be shocked if they didn't make the playoffs. But the question is, can can they win more than a game there? And until Lamar Jackson shows me other like this roster. Good. They got a stacked roster, so like there, there's no excuse for the Ravens this and, year. And like, I like the line a lot better than I have in previous years as well. I mean, it's obviously, when it's Stanley, you lose awesome. Stanley, but you replace him with Villanueva. Like, that's you know a downgrade, but that's fine. Um, that so, was a lot of experience, especially in that division. Yeah, I mean, I don't know. The Ravens are going to be a damn good team, and honestly, I'm not going to be surprised if they win. I, the more we've had this discussion, I think they're going to be great in the regular season. We came in here saying Browns is a clear cut favorite. I wouldn't even have an issue with you, with anyone saying that they want to, I don't think the Browns are really a clear cut favorite. I mean, the Ravens are damn good. I wouldn't be surprised if they won this division at all. No, I wouldn't. Uh, but I, I, and again, and I guess we can kind of transition into our predictions from here. Yeah. Um, I think personally, I think that's, that's going to be, and I, 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 again, I'm not a robot. I don't know the schedule by heart, but I really hope that last game is that it's not damn. Oh, uh, it's not. Uh, last that, week. That, to me, that that's going to do it. That's going to, it's, it's going to be, you know, week 18. What the hell? Uh, <laughs> week 18 is going to kind of, and the Browns in Cincinnati and Pittsburgh and the Steelers has been a very, you know, the rivalry. Oh my God. The Browns finish off pretty tough. We haven't really been looking at schedules, and I, 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 you can speculate. You never really know, but you finish off Green Bay, or you finish off Baltimore, Vegas, Green Bay. It depends what you think about Vegas, Green Bay, Pittsburgh, Cincinnati. That's kind of a – again, we weren't too high on Pittsburgh, but again, there's two divisional games. I think this division is going to come down to the last week. Is um, Yeah, I, I, I would fully agree. So let's, let's give our prediction. I'm going I, – I think we probably have the, the same, the same order. order. Probably. But uh, I, yeah, so I may, maybe not as uh, not as contentious as we had hoped here, but I'm going Browns, Ravens, Steelers, Bengals. Just I, I am as well. Predictions. I would love to see the Bengals prove me wrong and not finish last in that division. And like we said, if if everything goes well, they could. Everything goes perfect for them. They could win seven or eight games, but you know that's that's a lot of things to go perfect. Right. Yeah. So. I mean, yeah, um, I'm going. I'm, I I will take the Browns to win the division. I'm going to take the Browns at 13 and four, and the Ravens at uh, at 12 and five. I'm going to knock it down a little bit. I'm going the Browns at 12 and five, and the Ravens at 11 and six. And then, and I'm, then, gonna then take, I'm going to I'm going to take the Steelers at nine and eight. And I know I said I know I said ah, ten and seven. They're a good team. Ten and seven, and the Steelers can make the playoffs as well. Yeah, I'll stick with nine and eight in the Steelers, and then maybe six and eleven for the Bengals. I'm saying the same. Wow, I guess <laughs> I, I, I guess there wasn't as much contention as I hope we would have hoped there would have been. But yeah, so I I think that'll probably do it for you know we were hoping that we'd be a little bit more contentious with the AFC North than than the NFC North, but we were both kind of in agreement there too. So hopefully, uh, we'll probably uh, next. I, well, I don't know which one do you want to do next. I think. Um... We wanted to start with the hot story, and then um, you want to get close to home, or do you want to save that? 
Uh, we'll, we'll play that. We'll play that one by ear. It'll, it'll either be East, both Easts or both like Wests or something next. We'll, yeah. uh, we'll just have to tune in and find <laughs> out and find out for yourself. If you're, uh, if you, if, if you, if you care that much about it to, to find out our brilliant predictions on, on the re- remaining six divisions in the NFL. But yeah, thank you guys for listening. And, uh, we will, uh, we'll see you soon next time. We're going to keep, uh, keep coming. I'm out doing these. Yeah. Hopefully two of these a week until uh, until the season comes and we have real football to talk about. So thanks yep. again, guys, and uh, we'll see you next time.